We had a few movers and shakers coming into the 2022 season during a huge time of change in the sport. Last season, we saw the majority of drivers who moved initially struggle. We had the likes of Ricardo and Vettel have rough starts at their new teams. But how have the drivers that have moved teams and indeed our one rookie, in fact, got on at the early stage of this season? Let's dive right in. We'll start with everyone's favourite good guy, Alex Albon. He took a year out of the car last year where he served as Red Bull reserve driver. This year he's found a new drive at Williams alongside stalwart Nicholas Latifi and has the unenviable job of filling George Russell's boots. So how has he done over the course of the first three races? I'd argue it's gone pretty well for him actually. Williams have the consensus worst car on the grid, so you'd think that'd make it pretty hard to judge. But a 13th place in Bahrain above both McLarens was a strong start. An unfortunate DNF in Saudi followed, but then a surprise 10th place in Australia picking up the first and only championship point so far for Williams. Just to confirm our feelings though, let's see how he's doing up against his teammate Latifi. In Bahrain, he finished 8 seconds ahead, and in Australia, he was a full lap up, so I think the term smashing him applies here. A good result for Albon so far. Next, we'll move on to the only other person in the championship with just one point, Zhou Guan Yu. He's a rookie in his first season of F1, so naturally there isn't a lot of expectations on him He's also going up against a race-winning teammate in Valtteri Bottas, so it'll be harsh to judge him strictly on the gap to his teammate. However, we can look to see if that gap closes over the course of the season. He had a strong first race in Bahrain, picking up a point in 10th place in his very first race. A great result and only 7 seconds down on his teammate. In Saudi, he scored an 11th place finish, although there were only 13 classified finishers, so perhaps not the great result that it seemed at first glance, but he wasn't helped by his team botching a penalty he was given, resulting in a further harsher penalty. In Australia, he scored another 11th place finish, and this one was much more competitive. If it wasn't for the heroics of Albon and Williams, it surely would have been another point for him. The gap to his teammate did grow to 13 seconds in that race, so no doubt he'll be looking to bring that back down, but a good start so far in what could turn out to be a decent point scoring car. That's a great point to talk about Valtteri Bottas himself. He also moved to Alpha in the summer, but he came from the world champions Mercedes. We already know he's beaten Joe, and that was definitely expected, but what most people were curious about was to see if Bottas could move Alpha forward on the grid after years of being stuck at the tail end. In Bahrain, he did just that with a 6th place finish in a car that looked genuinely fast. Saudi was a DNF, proving that there's still some gremlins in that car plaguing both him and Joe. Australia was right back up into the points with an 8th place finish. He's a hard one to judge ultimately, but if we ask the question, has Alpha moved up the grid with him in the team? The answer is definitely yes. I also think they're defying most people's expectations, including my own and he's the one pushing that team forward, so I think he's settled in well. Next up we have Kevin Magnussen at Haas, our very, very late replacement with barely any test time in a team most people thought would be at the back. He's done a good job, hasn't he? 
He was replaced at Haas last season and had no involvement in F1 at all, but he found his way back during the last pre-season test this year as Mazepin was dumped by the team. He finds himself on the same points as Bottas with 12 overall, a thrilling 5th place finish at the very first race of the season followed by a ninth place finish meant a double point score in the first two races of the season and Haas appeared to be flying. He did get brought down to earth a little with a 14th place finish in Australia and I think it will be interesting to see how he bounces back from that. His teammate is Mick Schumacher who is now in his second season with the team so I think we have a great benchmark for both guys here and so far while K-Mag has certainly had the more impressive finishes it's actually 1-1 in races that they've both finished in. Regardless of that though, I think we can all agree that Magnussen has done an amazing job considering the circumstances. That leaves us with just one driver left and it's our current second place man, George Russell. Russell moved from a struggling Williams team where he seemed to be pulling off miracles to the current world champions and he is no doubt disappointed by what he's found there. While he currently finds himself chasing Leclerc for the championship, the car is not up for a championship fight and he owes a lot of his better finishes to retirements of others around him at this stage. Although is that harsh on Russell? If we compare him to his teammate, a seven-time world champion and possibly the best the sport has ever seen in Lewis Hamilton, Russell is still ahead of him despite just moving to the team. In Bahrain, he was behind Hamilton but only by three seconds. In Saudi, he finished fifth place whilst Hamilton was in tenth. And in Australia, it was his turn to be three seconds in front, securing his first podium for Mercedes in the process. So while Mercedes will be disappointed with their car, I don't think they can be too disappointed with their new driver. And that's it. That's all our movers and shakers this season. Overall, a very positive picture, much more so than last season, which I actually find a little strange, right? After all, there's been so much more to get to grips with this season, but... Hey, that's why we love F1, right? It's always unpredictable. How do you think the guys have got on this year? Are you impressed with how they've settled in? Let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube or over on my social media at Race Report Pod. If you're an audio listener, thank you very much and I'll catch you in the next one.